Hello everyone and welcome to our latest podcast for Women in Estate Agency. Today, absolutely delighted to have as our guest, it's unusual for us, we've got three guests, we've got Sarah Edmondson, Kenny Bruce and Michael Bruce, all of Booming and Agents Together. So welcome to you all, great to see you, thanks very much for coming on the pod. It's an absolute pleasure, nice to see you. Hello. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. So um, the it's you're very well placed we're broadening the conversation and we're passionate about making things easier for women in estate agency just you know the struggles we've started our group which is now up to a thousand members it's been an incredible journey but we thought without men joining our conversation then you know you, you just don't have the power so we need men to be part of this conversation and we thought who would be well placed to come on and you know you've got four no less than four older sisters and what seems like a powerhouse of a mum <laughs> <laughs> absolutely 100% correct that is I, I mean I would I, say that's a great way to sum it up I've um I've I've met your mum and she's she's amazing and she keeps them in check I have to say <laughs> so I've seen her do that so what was it like do you, do you think your mum was sort of pivotal in in creating the people that you've become and also having, you know, four older sisters. What was that like sort of growing up and, and how's that influenced your business uh, life going forward? You want to go first, brother, being the youngest I, of the two? I will, yes. So we had an incre- incredible upbringing, being the youngest of six siblings and having a single mum to bring us up. who was a very strong lady and uh, very determined individual and she... We lived on a council estate in Northern Ireland and she looked after us tremendously well and we were very much loved and supported. And she probably gave us the understanding of work ethic and also having empathy with people and understanding. So very, very much that she has definitely influenced our career and continues to do so to today. And we have incredible sisters, one being an entrepreneur, the rest being in the in the sort of health service arena. So a very different blend of uh, individuals but certainly all all five of them have had a, a massive influence over our lives as very very strong ladies good yeah. to hear it's absolutely the case that my mother is a very strong lady no no re- very loving lady but very strong but having six children all within about eight years or so um in terms of span of age uh kenny was when we moved away from England to Ireland, Kenny was only just born. I'd have been under two. The girls would have been four, five, and six. And all six of us uh, would have been, you know, like little ducklings. She'd have been making sure we were all managed and stuff like that. And then, you know, as we got older, Kenny became more manipulative. You know, my mother couldn't afford to send us on the bus to school. So I used to get up early and go. I'd be at school like a bore at 7.45 in the morning. Uh, I'd walk three miles to get there in the freezing cold weather of Northern Ireland and Kenny would lie in bed to quarter to nine where my mother had no choice but to find the 12 pence for the bus uh, and we had to get the bus every day. So he was always at school for one minute to nine and uh, always managed to find the 12 pence for the bus. Indeed. So you were pampered, Kenny. Totally that, pampered. That, that, that's fair to say, Claire. That is fair to say. I was definitely well looked after by all of my siblings and my mother and father for sure is that just working smart Kenny I think Kenny was working yes. smart there 
<laughs> they say the youngest always has the easiest journey. So you also, I mean, again, it goes it goes to show because you've got Athena, don't you, as the MD of Booming. You've got Sarah Edmondson. So what is your view? Um, we have spoken to many women in senior positions. There's a lack of women in senior positions. There's a lack of role models in our industry. Um, uh, you, you seem to embrace women in senior positions. So what is your view? How can we improve that? I think, uh, you know, it's a two-way thing, isn't it, in order to ensure that women feel confident enough to be in a world and an environment where they can um, uh, put themselves forward. Because the reality of the situation is they are good enough and they're capable enough and the world is is sufficiently flexible enough to make anything happen that anyone wants to make happen. So ultimately, at the end of the day, when it comes to females in business, you know, uh, they, they, they usually are very strong characters. They usually have a strength and depth of uh, understanding of what's required to be successful, what's required to win in the environment in which they're in. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, when you get people who uh, really understand that, embrace it and really um, know where they want to go, it's actually a really, really strong force. And, you know, and it's absolutely fantastic to see so many uh, women now start, starting to see them in top roles within the industry, becoming CEOs, head of marketing, head of HR, all of these things, uh, head of training, development, everything like that. So I think I think ultimately, at the end of the day, I think from my perspective, the, uh, you know, the best candidate always wins. And ultimately, in my experience, when the best candidate is female, they usually, you know, have the balance of skills that are perhaps a, a greater balance of skills than I see in lots of lots of uh, men in the same position i'm going to get i think what one of the problems though is that women don't often um recognize that they've got the qualities required to do whatever the job is and i think sometimes it's um the duty of their their, their senior management to say okay you've got the skills you should apply because it has been quite well documented that men are more likely to apply for roles, whether it's, it's a new position or whether it's promotion, if they tick a, a, a very few number of the boxes that, you know, is required for that role. Um, whereas women will say, oh, no, unless, is it, is it nine out of 10 or something like that, Liana, that, that, they, that they want to tick all the boxes before they apply to the role. So I think employers do have a duty to say, you know, let's see if we can identify some of these um, the strengths in people and the whole workforce, but make sure the women are included. Um, so that they're confident putting themselves forward for, for those roles. Because as you say, you know, they've got as much to give. They can be as good as, or, or better. There's no reason why they can't do the, the jobs. Just they need the confidence to put themselves forward. I think I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that the environment that a executive team creates, whether that's a combination of men or women, should definitely hold that responsibility very dear that they should be keen to develop everybody in the business and everyone has an opportunity to grow and be encouraged to go for those top positions and we're very very lucky at Boomer we have three very talented ladies in Sarah, uh, Athena and Leslie who are key to the business and have been incredible in terms of juggling in this startup environment juggling lots and lots of work 
managing lots and lots of people, developing lots and lots of areas of the business. So for sure, an exec team has a responsibility to create an environment where ladies can flourish in, 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 in those senior roles and feel confident to put themselves forward. I think that's really important, Kenny, because you've said something in the past, which I, I heard, which was you. So women feel that they, they can't put themselves forward for these roles because of but, but they have to be the have the lion's share of the childcare. And when it comes to that stage and whether you haven't had kids yet or you're about to have them. And it's such a difficult journey when you don't have um, footprints to, to walk in. Um, and you said something quite interesting, which was you've, when you are doing a business, you're an entrepreneur, you need to get your whole family on board. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that was quite powerful because you do have to have your family on board and it has to be a team effort. And I think if, if women did that more, then they would probably put themselves forward for the bigger roles. Um, but then it's, I, I personally think it's a massive societal change. We just need to facilitate that environment for women to be able to progress through having a family and being a parent. Well, I think, I think I've used that, that analogy and, and that situation. I've actually mentored a number of really good people with ages together, uh, women, and they have uh, taken that advice to say, look, you have to make sure your family, your partner, your, your, your children, everyone is brought into the vision that you want to achieve on the journey you want to go on together as a family. And they've embraced that and they've introduced that into their working life and into their home life. And they're definitely uh, having more success and more confidence off the back of bringing everyone on the journey with them and everyone in their family understanding the journey they want to, 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 to go on and achieve. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can imagine if you're, um, you know, you're trying, it's hard enough to starting a business anyhow and without uh, sort of having that, um, well, not necessarily conflict at home, but if you've not got your partner on board with you and the rest of the family on board with you, then you're going to make it even more difficult. And then if things don't go right, I think it's easier for your partner to say, well, I told you, I, you know, told you it wasn't the right, the right decision to move, you know, yeah. you taken this person on, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's very important. But I remember the early days of Purple Bricks, both Isabel and, and Karina both worked in the business, didn't they? Like, yeah, I think, that, I mean, we do say the sum total of any business is only 50% of what's in it. And yeah. what that means is that the other 50% are at home. And, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, uh, where, wherever you want to achieve or whatever you want to do in life, it's a, it, it requires both sides of the equation in order to be successful. And therefore, often people don't tell their partners where they are in their journey, what they want to do, what they want to achieve. And therefore, you know, um, whenever they, you know, whenever you're working twice as hard or you're working late or you're not always there every waking moment, then, you know, if they complain, you can understand it because they actually don't understand the journey you're on. You haven't brought them on the journey with you. So it's really important, I think, for everybody to bring uh, their family on the journey and so to the question that you asked it's very much a culture and an attitude thing you know uh, it, it's fair to say when you're very young on your journey you think lots of effort requires lots of hours 24 hours a day uh, and anyone that can't keep up with you or can't be available all of those times you know you need to find those that can and actually it's a lot of nonsense the reality is these days you have such ability to be able to be much more flexible. The pandemic's told us how flexible people can be. You can work around anything if you want to work around it. Uh, and you can make it happen just as well, if not even better. So, 
you know, if you create a culture which is inclusive, we always have uh, uh, town halls and things like that, and we get, we encourage people to bring their partners on. We encourage them to have their kids on it. We sometimes have it on a, an evening time, so the whole family sat on it. And, you know, just trying to make it as inclusive as possible is one element. And then second element is just, you know, encourage everybody to be, you know, understand first off, as a leader, I think it's really important to understand actually the journey that the people you work with want to go on because the journey is different for everybody and how you can manage and lead and develop those people is very difficult unless you understand that journey, that road they want to be on because otherwise you're just imposing the road that you're setting out and sometimes that doesn't bring out the best in everybody around you. So enough time needs to be spent on understanding what what road women are on, where they want to go, what they want to do, and, you know, fronting that up and finding ways to, to, to facilitate it. And I think then you get it's such loyalty from, from women. Sarah, so you have worked with the Bruce Brothers <laughs> for a while now. What's, uh, what has your experience been and what do you think they do to encourage women in a state agency? I genuinely... I don't think I've ever considered to whether it matters whether you're a man or a woman to Michael or Kenny. I've never had that feeling whatsoever. It's just been about, yeah, hard work. Yeah, we put in, when we started Agents Together and now uh, uh, more at Boomin, but still Agents Together, the, we put in some seriously long hours to get that off the ground. And, um, and that's okay, because you want to, because you're passionate. And to Michael's point, you get your family on the journey, but you get Michael and Kenny have got us on the journey. I'm on the journey with them. We're doing some great work. And I, and I, and I really enjoy doing that. And I, that's half the battle. But I think the key is for all of us is that we, we, have to, we have to address the balance. I think that's very, very important. I read recently, you know, 13% of businesses in the state agency are owned by women, yet over half of the workforce is allegedly female. So we've got a big disparity between workforce and people who are actually role models and who are there to inspire. So I think, I, I take, and I know you do Liana and you declare that responsibility very, very uh, seriously because we have, a, we have an opportunity to inspire the younger generations to show them that, you know, work hard, tenacity, but now thankfully flexibility, which I've experienced with Kenny and Michael, they've been incredibly understanding of the fact that I spin about a thousand plates on any given day. Um, but as long as you get the outcomes, who cares about the hours? You've got to get the outcomes. And that's the most important thing. And that's what's what we've done at Boomin um, and, and at Agents Together. It's about who do we help? How do what are we achieving? Not about, you know, did you did you work till 10 o'clock last night? Because that's no good for everybody. But this is the other thing as well. Sorry, I could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> some people work really well first thing in the morning others work really well late at night there seems to be like there is no set way to do things anymore and I think that's the most important thing it doesn't matter what gender you are it's about you know having a desire to achieve something and going for it but also recognizing that you can choose who you work with and for and you know working with Michael and Kenny I've had this opportunity to to have that flexibility but also be part of an amazing team two amazing teams actually um who who don't care whether you're male or female it's all about just just the job that you can do and the outcomes you achieve well i think that's it having these conversations changing the perception of those 
ours what was perceived by this is how you achieve the job this is how you walk go up the, the you know climb up the ladder and also a lot of women that have achieved have had to dial up the mail we call it um, yeah. they all admit to it which is not having empathy putting other women down in the workplace not you know being open to giving flexibility because it was it was kind of frowned upon to have a family or step away so a man would go in and say I'm going to have a child and a woman would be really you know not comfortable with going into work and admit and, and saying that she was pregnant so there's a lot of you know this is this is having this conversation and just talking about it and just making some people realize um, some of the people that are the keyboard warriors which I know everyone's experienced um, that's actually there are different ways of reaching the goal which is hopefully I mean, again, Claire, I, I'll go on to you. You've got little girls, both of you, don't you? I mean, you don't want, what, what's, what's do you, what do you see the future for them in a workplace? What do you want the future to be for your, you know, your girls in a workplace? Can you mind? Well, yeah, so for me, <clears throat> I suppose there's a couple of things if I can say, just that clearly I feel that my daughter has a greater opportunity to be able to achieve it. I think she wants to achieve in life. And I think, yeah, there's a responsibility on men in senior roles. There's also a responsibility in women in senior roles to be able to shout about the success that they've had and the journey they've been on. And, 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 and I think probably if I look at my social media, I look at U3, I look at Glynis, I look at Lucy Noonan, I look at Alex Tan, I look at Heather Snaff, I look at Vicky from Location Location, Nicola from uh, Deborah Smith. So from that point of view, they they definitely demonstrate that anything can be achieved if you put your mind to it. And I would want very much my little girl to look up to people like that, to be able to see that what can be achieved if you put your mind to it. So I think there's a real responsibility for all of the women within the property industry or in any industry to continue to shout about the wonderful journey they're on, the success, overcoming maybe some of the issues and problems of experience, but also when they get into those senior positions, really demonstrating and showing men who've been in those positions previously that there is a new way of doing things, there is a flexibility, there is an empathy, there is an understanding, there is a compassion. So I think women have a responsibility to do those two things, continue to shout about the success they're having, but also continue to show empathy and understanding and consideration when they get into those senior roles to educate others around them that there may be a new and better way of doing it. That's, that's great. And, you know, it's hopefully, um, how old's your daughter, Kenny? She's eight years, years of age right, and okay. she's doing absolutely wonderful at school. She's getting straight A's and bounces out of bed every morning, can't wait to get to school. She wants to be a journalist when she grows older. That at this stage, she might not. She might not decide to do that when she's older. But she certainly wants to. Uh, she well, wants at least, to be a at least she doesn't want to be a celebrity. I hate yeah. that expression. What do you want to be? A celebrity? That's not <laughs> a thing. That is not the thing. <laughs> they insist it is. Do you know what um, though? Can, can I just interject there? I think it's really important. I think another side of it, if we look out slightly outside of agency, but it's very relevant, is that. I did a little bit of research and, and there was an article, really interesting, eye-opening article on, on Forbes, which talked about how um, women-led businesses, sorry, Michael and Kenny, um, actually over, over a longer period of time achieve a higher rate of growth than, than male-led businesses. Now, look, you know, 
facts and figures. It, it, it was it was a piece of research. I'm sure there's other pieces of research out there. But the, the interesting thing for me, and I think you know, I'm going to lean on Michael and Kenny one day about this, is is the investment part, right? Because so few invest investors, the venture funds, and all of that. Are, 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 have got female female involvement and therefore uh, female founded businesses are, are much less likely to get good investment so they don't have that opportunity to grow and develop so there's whilst we're, we're starting to get it right in some of the more grassroots which is what I would consider our some of our estate agency businesses to be some of the big businesses there's so much work to do around sort of exit and growth and I think it'd be really interesting one day when they're when I can uh, talk to, to Michael and Kenny about that, <laughs> they, they can help me change the world in that space as well. But um, I think there's it, it, there's a lot to do. And hopefully by the time Michael and Kenny's uh, children and, 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 and the, that age group grow up, that will change as well. I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael, you talk about culture. Um, what advice would you give any employers that are listening that want to recruit a uh, a kind of balanced team, both male, both males and females, both men and women. What, what, what advice? What do you look for when you're looking for people, regardless of the sex? Yeah, well, I mean, I think firstly, it's <clears throat> uh, not overthink things. The reality of the situation is that you're being presented by someone who feels that they've got the qualities necessary to deliver the outcome that you desire uh, in some way. And uh, how you do that requires you to be uh, flexible in this day and age. You know, you don't have to achieve it. There's not just one way of doing it. It's not just one dimensional. It's so not think too much about it. Be really flexible about how you can achieve it because the reality is, you know, all you're looking for is what is the best way to achieve the optimum outcome. And the best way to achieve the optimum outcome might not be the way you're thinking about it. So it, there may be alternative ways of doing that. So be really flexible around the thinking there. And I think uh, thirdly is create a culture whereby, you know, everyone within the business feels that they have the opportunity to take your job. Um, and, you know, as a leader of a business, you know, I'm not going to lead this business forever. Uh, and I won't be the best person to lead it forever. Uh, there will be better people. And my job is to just ensure that we create an environment where they feel capable at some stage of being able to, to, to do whatever role that we have available, whatever sex they are, or whatever role they're in today, <clears throat> just uh, create an environment where everybody feels confident enough to be able to do that. And then the other thing I think is to be to create a really open environment as well, because where people feel capable about talking about the broader issues, about being able to be confident about talking about them without feeling that uh, that might in some way reduce down uh, the possibilities that are open to them within that business or that environment. And, you know, and that's why we always try and look for, for reasonably strong characters because those reasonably strong characters will not sit there and, and say nothing. They'll feel in an environment where they can say what they want without fear of there being an issue or a problem. It's, it's that um, empowering people so that, whether well, they're men or women, so they know that they can um, 
put their piece forward, whatever it is. Because if you've employed somebody, you want them to contribute to, to meetings. You don't want them to sit quietly and go away and think, well, actually, I didn't agree with that. You want them to, to, to feel confident enough. So it's, it's having that environment, as you say. You just don't always get it right, though. No. Well, no, you can't. You don't always get it right. So therefore, it does take sometimes some people to point out to you that actually your, your idea or your approach isn't the best one. And the people within that environment who, who point that out should win the day if that's the best outcome. And, you know, that's the environment you've got to create in order to be really successful, I suspect. Yeah. That's definitely my experience. Whenever we, you know, we all join join our, our, our sort of executive meetings or anything, you know, it's just so, it's that ability. It doesn't matter male or female. That's why I keep saying it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's the ability to be open. And in my experience of, of everything that I've seen, um, obviously I was nowhere to be seen in the public brick stakes but always it's it's all I think most of, of you were and it was it's hiring on values and capability that that's that's it in a nutshell isn't it what you believe to be the well obviously the values of the business but the capabilities required to get the job done and beyond that there's no certainty um everything else is is sort of sort of open and and you just go for it it's dead simple to come to the conclusion that everybody's against uh, the whole concept of diversity and and things like that. Reality is sometimes we assume that that's the case because someone has said something or done something, when in reality we should at least have the ability to question that thinking so that, you know, uh, because people often question my thinking and I think, oh, I never really gave it much thought to that. I ought to think more about it. And it's an education process for me as, as well as everyone else to say, have you thought about whether or not we should, you know, uh, 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 the qualities that are, and persona and personality that, that a lady brings to the table in this particular scenario might be better placed than, than sort of uh, a guy or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And sometimes you don't think about it. Uh, and it requires someone in the team to say to you that. And that's really interesting. Probably the men would question it and the women might not. And it's just something that's, you, you know, interesting that you bring that up. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons that, you know, it, it's, you wouldn't, women tend to be quiet uh, about challenging. Well, back to a culture thing. Oh, Liana. Liana's not quiet. No, but... Or me. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm saying generally in a boardroom, you you know the challenge, the people that are challenging, you end up seeing the the men challenge each other. It's just I just interesting to to hear you say that because I love it when people challenge my ideas because then you you, know, you at least you have you know you have something to mull over right. and you do <clears throat> it up. But um, not everybody does. So that, back to that culture piece again because ultimately at the end of the day. The worst possible scenario is where someone stands up or has a fairly strong view on, like, let's say, women or diversity or whatever the case may be. You've got to be very careful not to ensure that, that people within a business label them as being that and therefore uh, their voice is not heard quite the same. So you've got to make sure that just because they uh, push those issues more loudly than others that you don't allow people to label them as you know they're yeah, just this it goes or the that. other way doesn't it, it um, i think what talk- helps to change oh. that though i think what helps to change that michael if you see our industry now and i think it's inc- it's fantastic to see and i think it gives everybody 
every woman in our industry great confidence. When you see Helen being appointed at Purple Bricks as the CEO, you see Verona Frankish being appointed as the CEO of Yopa, you see Heather um, uh, staff running a fantastic business there at Street, you see Kate Randall uh, running five brands at, at the Property Franchise Group as the managing director. All of those types of examples are, should give everyone, every woman in our industry, great confidence that those roles are out there. There are organisations that believe in diversity, that believe in the bright person, the best person in the job gets the job, and that women have a real voice and a real part to play. So uh, I think the tide in our industry will change very, very quickly as more and more women get those roles in yeah. the coming m months and years. I can't you know, agree, so, Penny. Sorry, so, sorry, Claire. But those this, role models. Um, yeah, this group made us meet all the role models. Like, yeah. I didn't know the Claire Yates of this world. I didn't know the Joe Bournes, you know, Jane Gardner. All of these women who paved the way for us and we didn't know they were there before. And now there's this incredible support where I was completely lost when I had kids because I, I had the career, the mum guild, didn't know how to balance it. But now I've got somebody that I can always turn to because of this group. You've done incredibly well getting a that you know a thousand women in in this group that are listening to this hopefully, but also uh, in the group. And I, I obviously uh, watch and listen and contribute from time to time. It is incredible, and you're right. The support is is phenomenal. It's 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 great what you've created. You should be you should be very very proud of that. It's it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, should we talk a little bit about uh, Agents Together as well? So how did it come about? Obviously, Michael, I know you funded it in the, from the outset, or, or maybe both of you funded it, I don't know, but um, who came up with the idea? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not allowed to say uh, me or uh, because I mean, we've always got to have 50-50, me and Kenny. I mean, whoever's <laughs> idea is, it's always Kenny's. Um, you know, the younger brother syndrome and all that that he's got, you know. But no, we, we often think up things together. The reality is that um, the way in which we gave uh, a birth to the idea was to say, look, we were... Uh, um, building and growing a business in the background in an industry where we could see everybody was playing a part to try and support and help each other in some way, um, whether that be uh, agents uh, to agent, whether that be agent to third party service provider, whatever it might have been, people were going out and trying to find ways to support each other. And we just felt that when we sit, you know, we can't sit in the background, launch a business post the end of that period of, of real difficulty for people and have contributed nothing. So how do you contribute something that, you know, uh, is meaningful? Uh, you can go and contribute money, uh, but that doesn't always bring about a lasting result, doesn't always bring about something that, is meaningful to people for the longer term. Um, secondly, I think that we'd um, we'd been on a journey ourselves, uh, roller coaster up and down throughout our career, and we'd had uh, good and bad. We'd had mentors who had mentored us throughout our career, um, who had helped us through lows and highs. Um, and therefore, looking at the whole industry, looking at what they were facing, looking at 
the, the points you're raising here the, and, and the mental health issues that come off the back of it uh, or uh, people's businesses and the difficulty of trying to direct themselves through that, navigate through that. All of these things came back to one real key objective, and that is how do we try and help people's mental health and well-being going forward into the future that means that actually we'll create something that is lasting and meaningful and you know people will remember it 10 years down the line and they'll hopefully remember that they've been supported by agents together via a mentor who's given them some direction and some input that's enabled them to go on and achieve what they they dream to achieve and we felt collectively that that was probably a better way of concentrating on our time and secondly it was a better way of galvanizing all of the great people in the industry into a cause that they could all be part of. And, you know, everyone that's been a mentor or a mentee in this hold their head up high. And every time I talk to them, they talk with a smile because they're re recollecting, you know, the help they've either had as a mentee or the help they've given someone uh, as a mentor. And it's lasting and it's and it's really good. So that was it. Do you have anything to add to that, Kenneth? Yeah, well, I'll just say that yeah, you did fund it. Uh, it was your idea of contributing something back to the industry. It was your idea to reach out to the likes of Sarah and Steve. Even and, and, and Sam and Christopher and so forth. And that's proved to be very, very successful. I think I came up with the name ages together, so I'll take credit for that. But I would say that when you initially thought of the idea of doing something, we probably both thought that there was going to be carnage in the industry because nobody knew what COVID was going to create. It was a lockdown, what was going to happen. And actually, we thought we were going to be probably curing lots of things um, rather than actually being proactive and preventing. But I think 12 months, 18 months on, Agents Together has become a, a growth mechanism. People are using it to be mentored, to grow and develop rather than cure an issue or a problem. Clearly, there may be one or two, but in the main, we didn't anticipate that the industry would go through its busiest period, that it would flourish and that everyone would be doing generally very, very well. So it's turned certainly from my mentor sessions has become very much about growth development how they can become better how they can move forward which i think is really really refreshing and brilliant and to have so many people willing to give their time up in our industry shows how special our industry is and what the potential it has to collaborate and work together which i'm very excited about for the future so sarah were you involved from the outset or yeah but yeah yeah so you're a founder um, member yeah uh I'll never forget that because I didn't even really, I didn't know Michael and Kenny. I knew of them, of course, um, but I didn't, I didn't know them. And um, I think there was a little bit of a LinkedIn exchange and then we decided to jump on a call. And, you know, I've been really honest. I was a bit sceptical of these two <laughs> guys that I now think are, you know, like who, who I, I really <laughs> love working with now. You know, it's uh, it, it, at the time I was unsure and, and, and I, I asked probably a million questions. That seems to be the way that I do things, um, as I'm sure the boys will attest to. Um, but actually, you know, we 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 met twice a week virtually throughout the pand the, the the first lockdown, and all it, with one mission: how can we help estate agents? That was it. How can we help them in this time, which was was horrific, right? If we remember the yeah. the initial lockdown. 
Fast forward two years from now, the mentorship scheme, as, as Michael and Kenny have both said, has been unbelievably successful. Over 500 matches made. We've got 280 mentors, volunteer mentors. None of it will be possible without them. So there's really me, Michael, Kenny and the rest of us can't really take any credit at all, apart from, you know, sort of uh, sparking the seed and occasionally watering the plants. It is it is down to the amazing people in the industry. So for that, we're eternally grateful. But all, uh, Jason Bull said this, this just this week, it is the single best thing that's occurred in his 36 years in the industry is seeing what Agents yeah. Together has done yeah. and, the, and how everybody has been able to contribute to a concept that actually improves people. It's and to brilliant. Kenny's point, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Everybody, we've interviewed lots and lots of women and a, like majority have either been mentored or, or mentees and every, it's positive all round so it's absolutely fantastic so thank you for doing that it, it is and it's funny that you say that Sarah that you were you know kind of cautious about the Bruce Brothers because it is and people say until you get to know them so yeah, I, um, <laughs> I've got three three uh, women I'm mentoring at the minute so all three are they're all different characters um, all looking for different journeys um, but all three are brilliant people that no doubt with a little bit more uh, focus on certain elements that will make them uh, more successful will be able to achieve all the objectives. It was quite funny, Sarah. I was at a conference the other day and some gentleman um, uh, said hello to me. I said, hey, he said, hello, I'm Richard or whatever it was. I can't remember the name. Uh, I said, hello. I said, I'm Michael. He says, yes, I know. I know you by repute. Yes. Um, <laughs> did, you take that, did, did you take that in a good way or a bad way? Well, I started laughing anyway, and he laughed too. So I think, I think it was sort of, uh, you know, I just sort of, it just made me smile. So uh, I think that's what you were trying to say in your polite way. You knew me by, you was by repute rather than by character. No judgment from me. You know how I am. I like to take take things at face value. But I just really, if I can, just one last point, because Kenny mentioned about, you know, that sort of idea of prevention rather than cure. And, and you know, we never sent, I set out to be a mental health charity. What we said was healthy mind, healthy business, healthy industry. Right. That's what we're going to help tackle. And and with that in mind, though, it's so important to recognize that having somebody to talk to, i.e. your mentor, yeah, or as a mentor, your mentee, as many of our mentors will tell you, that in itself solves a whole host of problems and actually prevents escalation of, of mental ill health issues or those sorts of things, if that's it. In some cases, it's all about growth and development and, and building businesses and empires. And you know, I spoke to a lady yesterday who had a mentor. Once she was one of our first ones. She's got 50 staff four branches and she is rocking and rolling and she's in the conveyances space actually incredible lady she had a mentor first first thing so so it can be about all things but it's really important to note healthy mind healthy business healthy industry that is everything that we do and I'm so so proud to be part of it it's probably one of the proudest things that I've, I've ever been part of I think that's a really good note to finish on, don't you, Liana? <laughs> I think I think that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, all of you, for coming on. We're Thank you really for having good us. To see you all. Very grateful and yeah. thank you for being part of this very important conversation. It's a pleasure. Delighted to be with you. Thank you very much indeed. See you. Lovely thank to see you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.